Oh man, this is the one we've been waiting for. <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Daily Grindhouse Presents No Budget Nightmares. Oh man, this is Mo. Ah. He's a bad film hating while I skating all the while <laughs> masturbating. That's, That's Mo Pawn, yeah. yeah. And of course, with me as always is the one and only Doug Tilly. He's bow, Doug Tilly, number one super guy. Bow, bow. I screwed something up there before, so I had to do a little yell. L- little improvising there, Mo. I-, I was very impressed by your ability to keep things together despite the technical yeah. difficulties. Oh yeah, I, you know, I just I'm, I'm like water over rocks. I just keep flowing. Oh, I'm very excited, Mo. I am a super <laughs> excited individual because today we're going to be tackling really the one of the films that really got me um, excited about writing about low budget films, and it's just from the title alone. Uh, the title oh, alone sure. was enough to just draw me in and just just kind of coat me with goo. Uh, before before we even tell anybody what the title is, I don't know if I've said it yet or not, but <laughs> I have. Yeah, yeah, actually. Have, yeah. But uh, all right, well, it's Suburban Sasquatch, but uh, the the amazing Suburban Sasquatch. But uh, I've been telling people, you know, because I've been talking a lot of pe- to, to a lot of people lately about the show. You know, I want you know I want to get our lo- my local listenership up more. Nice, and uh, you know, it's never going to happen. But I- I'd love for maybe one person to actually pay attention for a second. The Algerians still have a they they have a head up on your uh, local no. crew. Uh uh-uh. uh no. Well, not I mean Connecticut. Sure, they they have a huge head up over Connecticut, but <laughs> but the uh, our United States our U.S. listenership. Has finally topped Algeria. What's this our stuff? Uh, my <laughs> <laughs> look, it's our show. <laughs> just because, just because your countrymen, you know, only care enough for you know for you guys to be in like seventh place. <laughs> we're moving on up. Yeah, you're getting there to the east side. Uh, I thought you were like a Peterborough fucking uh, uh, like celebrity. <laughs> People are sick of hearing what I have to say, believe me. I guess, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, today we're talking about Suburban Sasquatch, uh, Dave Waskovich's uh, Suburban Sasquatch. And this is a movie, Mo, that I have yes. now seen four times. Wow. I know, I'm pretty impressed with myself too. Uh, and I have a lot to say about it. And I will say that having seen it this fourth time, uh, I noticed something about it. And I'll bring it up when we talk about it, that I had never noticed before. Ooh. I know. Maybe it could be that it's starting to melt my brain a little bit, and these thoughts <laughs> these thoughts don't really have anything to do with the movie. But I actually, uh, and I interviewed Dave Waskovich, and uh, you can find that interview over at dailygrindhouse.com. But um, I, I didn't talk a- about this at the time because it didn't jump out at me. But this time, mm-hmm. you and Mimo, we're going to connect on this new little piece of information that I've uncovered. All right. <laughs> I love this movie, Mo. I you know I got to tell you man I really did too this is a, a fantastic movie I mean it's a, a total like cornball kind of you know like 
quote unquote horror film, you know, and 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 it does and it does you know it does break one of my one of my rules, uh, you know that the uh, that if you're going to use CGI blood, you know at least throw some real blood on there as well, so that it doesn't look you know like like he's not like all bloody one second and then clean the next, but that almost kind of adds to its charm. This is a CG know? extravaganza, Mo. The the CG in this film is. Uh, just incredible. <laughs> I mean, like, there's almost no way to describe it, and 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 which is tough because we're going to have to now describe it. <laughs> well, I I mean, I I encourage listeners to maybe one of the first times ever, I encourage them to go out and uh, track oh, down no, a copy yeah, of people, Suburban Sauce. Yes, exactly. And people should go put down a couple of bucks and buy this. This is a great freaking movie. And Mo, I, I'm going to say that my pronunciation of Sasquatch. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, might, might be affected somewhat by my Canadian accent, but I feel like uh, I'm just going to stick with it. You can make fun of it if you like, but you're wrong no. and I'm right, and that's how it's I'm not. Be. I'm not the one you got to worry about. You know, we we know who we got. You got to worry about. I'm so cultured that it's very difficult for me to break my language down into the more common man way of speaking that you uh, mm. you're into, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think that's like the dickish thing you thickiest thing you've ever said. I know I'm well, not as dicky you know, as uh, as you common people know. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Suburban Sasquatch 2004s, I think Suburban Sasquatch. I didn't. I, you know, I have no idea. Oh, maybe great, great to see that we've both been doing so much research. Yeah, four times, Mo. Four. Two thousand four. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. No, I mean I've watched it four times and two thousand four. Um, and I, and let's uh, let's talk a little bit about about the Sasquatch for a moment before we jump into things. Uh, this is a movie that does not hide its creature. Uh, it, it no, you see it within seconds of the film. Within starting. seconds of the movie starting, yeah. uh, and you see it consistently throughout the film. But I really just want to talk about it briefly before we jump into the plot. Mo, <laughs> sure. what are your initial? What were your initial thoughts when you saw the creature in this movie? That it looked like an ape with like, like bitch tits, you know. This <clears throat> gotta be a little bit careful here, but the Sasquatch, Bigfoot or uh, Yeti type creature in this movie, has a fine ass set of titties. <laughs> <laughs> some serious fucking tits on this. This is thing. a stacked yeah. Sasquatch. If you I was trying, to, I was trying to explain to a friend what the Sasquatch looked like, and before I realized, I had my computer with me, and I'm like, "Here, just look," you know. But uh, I, so, so basically, I said, "You know, it looks like the guy is wearing a gorilla suit that they shaved the hair off mm-hmm. of the, uh, you know, like the chest and stomach of." Yeah, it was a cost-saving measure, according to the director, who also, when I asked him about the uh, endowment <laughs> of this creature, uh, he said that it had to do with, uh, uh, at first at least, the idea of it exuding a sort of sexuality. Uh, and there, huh. there is a <laughs> s- suggestion of sexuality later that is none too pleasant. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I don't necessarily buy that. He, he, but, I mean, he's, he said, really, that creating that suit was based on saving as much money as possible. Sure, sure. Uh, and it, it works because it certainly is a gorilla suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he, he beats his chest and he waves his arm around and, oh, I love that suburban Sasquatch. Yeah, I was looking in the credits and I guess, like, Four different people play this play the Bigfoot during the course of the film. His height sort of changes throughout as well. Well, because you know, and sometimes he, yeah, sometimes he's a tall actor playing it. Sometimes he's standing on boxes, quite know? obviously standing on boxes. 
Well, because he doesn't move. <laughs> like, when he's on the box, he's clearly out of box. Because there's always somebody blocking him between him and the camera. And he's and he stands perfectly still. <laughs> one, of, you know, one of the things I love most about this movie is that it's trying to... Uh, it's it, it actually has a sort of message. It's not just, hey, let's have this Sasquatch kill a bunch of people, though there's plenty of that. Uh, mm. But it tries to um, impart some some sort of theme about the environment, I think, and uh, the encroaching <laughs> of the of the city and to sure, this, sure, this something country like that. Life. But uh, but that's not the theme that I that I uh, discovered on my most recent watch. Now uh, before we jump into it again, uh, I just also want to talk a little bit about the acting in this film. Sure. Uh, Dave Waskovich, the director, he obviously was working with who he had available to him. He has some family members in the movie, uh, has friends, obviously. Um, what did you think about the acting in the movie, Mo? Um, <laughs> yeah, I know my chair is sort of... That was off. quite a squeaky chair you got there, Mo. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, I mean, in a word, uh Stuttered, you know, maybe stammered. There's a lot of awkward pauses between words. Like it seems like everybody in the movie is desperately trying to remember their lines, and they have a lot of lines to remember. So kudos to them because this movie runs. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. This is a talkie. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely a talkie sort of film. You know, it's not a. I mean, obviously not a silent film, but I mean, it's not like one of those movies where there's like long scenes of. You know, like nature shots and fucking like, or or you know, one of those movies where they uh, linger for a really long time on the kills. Right. There's there seems to be talking kind of nonstop through the entire film. Yeah, and there's like there's uh, in some ways it, there are some very impressive moments. I mean, there's there's helicopter shots in the movie. Sure. Uh, and again, there's all of that CG of varying quality. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's it's really not that varying. They're all kind of bad. Oh man, uh, we got to jump right into this suburban Sasquatch. Uh, in fact, the the CG starts right away because the opening credits have a nice. Um, in fact, it's a pretty good opening credits. Actually, the opening. Yeah, as I'm watching the opening credits, I was thinking to myself, "Oh, this maybe this ain't going to be so bad," you know. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it wasn't bad, obviously, but I mean, it it, it leaves you with the impression that what's going to happen next isn't so bad. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, and in the post credits, uh, we see a couple, and this is this is a great introduction to the movie. A couple are driving to a party way out mm-hmm. in the country, <laughs> and they're like just arguing. They're like, you know, she is just desperate. She doesn't want to go, even though they're already they're like, already there. there. They're, they must you know, be almost there. <laughs> yeah. Like they're they're already in the process of being there. They're already on their way. She doesn't want to go. Now, uh, I also uh, one of the things that are notable about this scene is that it uh, it is the first scene in the movie that is shot day for night, or as I like to call it, shot in blue o vision. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Everything is blue because it's supposed to be nighttime. Everything's blue. Uh, and later on in the movie, they start matching up actual night shots with blue vision and it, uh, <laughs> it gets a little bit uh, ridiculous. But in this case, uh, it's important that it's nighttime because uh, as they're driving along and arguing, uh, and in fact, the, the guy has a, quite a, uh, um, he, has, he has a really sympathetic response to her uh, not wanting to go to this party. I feel like going all the way out there for Ah, oh, shut up. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shut up. Ah, shut up. But it doesn't matter. We don't have to become emotionally involved with this couple because they have to stop suddenly because some sort of creature runs out in front of them. 
Oh, yeah. And yeah, this is definitely a great time. I'm going to play it and then we're going to talk about, you know, I, I recorded two different noises that the, you know, that the Sasquatch tends to make. Yeah, let's hear this noise. And here's the first one. All right, so that ten, that's like that's typically what you'll see like if they're doing a like point of view shot. Sure, and that's pretty reasonable. I mean, that's like you know, creature noises. Like, I got it. Yeah, you know, the Sasquatch he's breathing, we get it. Now, here's the <laughs> one where he that that they tend to play when he's fighting. no. <laughs> <laughs> The the obviously looped, you know, and it's that same loop noise throughout the entire movie. The entire movie, <laughs> you know, you listen to it and it becomes really kind of staticky. I mean, I always compared it. It sounds like an Atari twenty six hundred game. <laughs> We're just running in the background. Yeah, as soon as the attacks start, you just hear this in the background, and uh, and that's fine. That just adds to the texture of what's about. It to adds happen. to a lot of the comedy in the film too. I mean, it's really just amazing sometimes you know because like uh uh he'll you know he'll start he'll start going to fight somebody and it seems like it's like it's one of those things where there should be like a real sort of like evil sounding roar <laughs> and then that'll play <laughs> and it, uh, you know there are two really, really <laughs> there are two notable things about the sasquatch uh that we should note at this point one is that uh and this is for <laughs> oh no it's coming to get me it's a suburban sasquatch um are right, you saying <laughs> it's that uh, this is a supernatural creature in the film mm-hmm uh, in fact, it has some sort of, I think they tie it into like a Wendigo-style legend where a Native mm-hmm. American legend, um, and, and it can uh, vanish, and it can somewhat float around, and it's impervious to any sort of damage at all. Except for these, like, except for magic weaponry. Except for magic weaponry, right? Just like uh, Superman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. And uh, I can't remember what my second point was, but uh, he has a, he has a fine acid titties. I'm you know I'm so I'm so glad you you prepared for the show. I had look those creature noises threw me. <laughs> Uh, so the creature jumps out in front of them and uh, and he attacks. Oh, the thing I was going to mention is this movie is horrifically violent. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I mean, like people get torn to pieces regularly. Yeah, to pieces uh, regularly and literally, they get ripped apart. <laughs> But, but in case that might make you uh, weary to watch the film, uh, no worries there because it's all uh, very ridiculous. Uh, it all yeah, is it's... accompanied with CG blood that squirts in like these big waves. <laughs> it just, I mean, like it, it looks, it look, you know what it looks like? It looks like a, um, uh, it, it sort of looks like a, like a CG version of like something like Sam Raimi would have done early <laughs> in his career. Where, you know, where I mean everything. I mean, this is a, a heightened film. Everything is exaggerated in it. It really is, and, and of course, it's it's because of that why we enjoy it so much. I mean, if they played it, if they played it serious, like this movie would have just been horrible and painful to sit through. Right. Well, we're still in the opening scene here, so let's just talk about what actually happens. <laughs> he shakes the car, and then he, I think, he smashes a window. 
<laughs> uh, he uh, pulls the guy out of the car and he slashes his arm off, which it just it just falls off with the great CG effect and all his blood squirts out. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he just smashes his head. <laughs> this happens like really fast. It's just like it's just like a beat, 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 violent, 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 and then that's what happens. Hey, Doug, you know those uh, <laughs> those like severed limbs that you would buy at like a Halloween shop? You mean the Todd Sheet style severed limbs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's essentially what all the severed limbs are in this. The same ones, in fact. The same ones. Yeah, you see the same the same hand, the same foot. I think I think uh, there's a really great scene where uh, where uh, Sasquatch tears off a guy's leg and then drinks the blood out of it. <laughs> And it's just, it's the same leg that you've seen a million times. That, that Sasquatch loves drinking blood out of that guy's uh, leg. <laughs> he does it nonstop. So uh, they're killed, these people are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we get uh, one of our first shots of a CG bird um, that's done with a with a helicopter shot of, uh, of the location. a hawk. A hawk, that's absolutely correct. Uh, or a crow. Later on, there's some crows. Mm. <laughs> sort of, sort of two-dimensional <laughs> layered on the uh, on the screen, but still better than Birdemic. That's true, uh, and and it's it's actually not even close, which is a little sad, isn't it? <laughs> and uh, now we're introduced to one of our main characters, which is Tala or Talia. I think it's I can't remember which one it is offhand. Tala. Tala. Uh, and Tala is a Native American warrior who has been tasked with uh, with going out and, well, in this case, just seeking this creature and destroying it with her magical weapons. Tala! Tala. Yeah, Tala. (laughs) (laughs) There's confirmation there. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And she's she's an attractive young woman, and uh, she uh, is interested. Yeah, she's really hot. (laughs) Yes. I'm not not pulling any punches on that one. Yeah, she's cute. Uh, And uh, she's introduced uh, being uh, basically given... Uh, this task by her grandfather, uh, who's a very uh, wise, old Native American man. Uh, Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's possible. Um, well, I, 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 you know, uh, looking in the credits, it's, I mean, it's, I'm assuming it's Dave Wescovich's dad. <laughs> Maybe. Or grandfather playing, playing the role. I don't know. But, I mean, it's a Wescovich who's playing that character, so... Well, it's a family affair. Nothing wrong with it. <laughs> well, there's a lot of them in this movie. <laughs> um, and he he, uh, he tells her about the the creatures. And, and he says creatures, so the suggestion is there's more than one of these. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and what she's going to have to do with them. Let's, let's hear a little bit about that. All creatures on this island must be delivered from evil. Okay. Well, Thanks a lot, Grandpa. There you go. Uh, he, he takes it very seriously, by the way, and uh, and in fact he plays the character great. Yeah, he's, I mean, good. he's It's unfortunately it's his, it's really his only scene in the film, but he does take it. You know, he takes it very seriously. Yeah, and she takes it seriously too. She's been tasked with a important mission to destroy these creatures. She must deliver them from evil. Uh, this goes from this serious scene to our, the introduction of really our lead character. I call him uh, at first before I remember what his name was. I just wrote it as Doofus wakes up. <laughs> he is uh, yeah. yeah, he's a he's a doofus. He's Rick. Uh, Rick is a newspaper reporter, a uh, storyteller. You know, it's funny at first when because uh, that cop, you know, you're introduced because this cop Steve That's calls right. him essentially, and uh, and so it kind of makes you think, well, this guy must be a cop, right? You know. 
So then it's even more confusing when he finally gets to the to the crime scene, you know, or well, the scene where you know the the the, the attack couple place, had right? been yeah the attack had occurred, and he's wearing like a blue T-shirt. Yeah, or like <laughs> he's he doesn't even look like a reporter. He doesn't even look that level of professional. No. <laughs> now I just got to stop. Although you. he does look like he does look like he just woke up. Yeah. Well, he 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 is supposed to have just woken up to to check out this crime scene, and he is a reporter. But I do want to notice something. I want to mention something. Sorry about the please. two police officers. The two police. That they look like mall security cops. They do look like mall security cops. Uh, they appear to be the only cops in this entire town. <laughs> well, it's a small town. It is a small town, and they are incredibly um, not careful about how they handle their guns. <laughs> no. They, it shows them walking around the crime scene with their guns in their hands, just walking around, like examining something with a gun. <laughs> Look, if you had a gun on your side, this is the reason why I don't own a gun, is because if I had a gun hanging from my side all day long, it would be out more than it sure. would be in. Absolutely. You know? This is an extension of my penis. I need it to be seen by Well, everyone. that's what I'm saying. I'm surprised I don't walk around with my dick hanging out. I'm surprised that you don't have your dick hanging out right now, Mo. Well, I do, but that's you know that's neither here. Nor I could hear there. it. I'm I could alone. hear it over the the line here. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I apologize for that, everybody. I know. Uh, so Rick arrives on the scene because, like you said, his friend Steve is one of the police officers and kind of gives him the inside track on these. Uh, it's suggested that this isn't the first murder. Now, John, who is uh, the higher up, I guess, the chief of this police force. Um, he's very hesitant to get anyone involved. He wants to keep it hush-hush. He doesn't want anyone finding out about it. Hmm. Yeah, there, and there's a great little conversation. Like, when Rick shows up, there's a great little conversation that takes place between him and Steve, and it goes a little something like this. About time he showed up. What can I say? I did the best I could on such short notice. What have we got? Uh, we got two kids Joe riding. Uh, it seems like the an accident with a deer and probably some lunatic. <laughs> An accident with a deer and probably some lunatic. Probably, probably, some, probably some lunatic. Uh, Get it straight. He says lunatic. <laughs> Bill Eschler, who plays Rick uh, Harlan in this case, is uh, not a fine actor, but he is giving it his all. He he gives it 120%. He also has like 90% of the dialogue in the movie, so I got to cut I, him. I, I feel bad for him. I really do feel bad for him because, like, you know, he... He trips over his own lines kind of nonstop, like through the entire film. I mean, hell, I mean that that was like his first big line of the of the movie, and he tripped on it. Right. You know, uh, <laughs> I mean, not as bad as Steve did, but <laughs> I like Steve. Man. He he has a very expressive face. He really lets it loose when those creature finally shows up in front of him. Well, they're you know they're they're I mean I'm a, I mean they're saying it's happening in Pennsylvania, so I can only assume that this is taking place in like being filmed in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean that's right next to New York. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's where I'm sure that's where this guy's from. Mo, fuck all that, because what's uh-huh. coming up next is the greatest scene, probably in the history of recorded media. I don't. Think I that's an exaggeration. I liked I liked this movie. Before this scene we're talking about happened. We're like 10 minutes in, but okay. Yeah. I loved this movie by the time the scene was over. Okay, let me set the stage for you. Set it. Okay. Set it up, my brother. So there's a stream. <laughs> Testify. There's a stream, and two men are fishing at this stream. In fact, I believe one of the men are uh, our illustrious director. And uh, they're drinking 
and they're fishing and they're having a gay old time. <laughs> and uh and, and they're making fart jokes. They're doing that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh and uh and they're they suddenly smell something uh a little off putting. <laughs> do we have some dialogue for this? Oh we sure Let's do. just listen sure to it and then we'll describe yeah, this, what we're <laughs> listening to. This is so great. Hey, you smell something? Yeah, damn it. Next time you stay downwind from me. Mm. <laughs> no, not that. Like dead, wet, spoiled meat. Ew. <laughs> there's our creature. And there's our creature. They don't hear it at that point, by the way. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, the 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 guy who. All right. So so after that, of course, obviously Sasquatch attacks. Um. I, I call I you know I've been calling it the sass attack mm-hmm. through uh, through through all my notes but yeah so they get um uh yeah they they hear they hear the sasquatch in the woods and one of them goes off to take a look right the Dave Dave goes off to have a little look yeah <laughs> and what happens to Dave <laughs> hold on a second <laughs> I think it's I believe that's this hey stop farting around. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, Dave! Dave! Oh, Dave! <laughs> which is all you hear that? Which is all you hear that other guy? Say. <laughs> He's very upset about what happens to Dave. And let me explain what happens to Dave. The Sasquatch reaches into Dave's chest <laughs> and pulls out his heart or guts, something, and then he stuffs it into Dave's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> this is a real... You want to hear dickish. This Sasquatch is a dick. Then he rips off Dave's arm, and he throws it at the other guy. <laughs> yeah, that's right! <laughs> who who <laughs> falls backwards. <laughs> it pegs him in the head. Yeah. Like, square in the face. You know, and this is... And I don't think this... I don't think that one was... I don't think that was CGI. No. I think somebody actually threw it at yeah, him. Yeah, someone threw the arm at him, and it knocks him... And it knocks him right into the water, unconscious... It's brilliant. Just brilliant. It's 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 one of, if not the funniest thing I've seen uh since we started doing this it's show. It's beautiful. It really is. It it's up there on those great moments in Las Vegas bloodbath. Uh one thing yeah. about this scene that you'll notice on rewatch, since I've done it a few times, uh <laughs> is that all the, the shots of the Sasquatch, uh it's visibly raining. It's like there's raindrops all over the lens, you can see it everywhere. And when they cut to the water, there's no rain hitting the water at all. So uh I bet this was uh filmed over uh maybe a, <laughs> a number of different days. But uh it works uh very well. Seamless. Yeah, that's it. So that happens, and this is uh, the the second really in uh, in what becomes a consistent part of the film, which is that we'll cut from the action to people getting attacked by the Sasquatch. It really breaks up the whole plot thing by just having these horrifically violent attacks. Yeah, I love it. I, oh, so great! <laughs> so Rick's a newspaper reporter, and uh, he decides that what he's going to do is go to the editor of the big paper in town. The massive, I mean, this must be, this is like Rupert Murdoch, is what I'm saying. He's yeah. certainly not going into what is clearly like a school paper. <laughs> if, if even that. With, I mean, it really, just, it really just looks like the office at like some fucking like, uh, like drafting firm, you know, or something. It's, it really doesn't lo- even look like a, pa- a paper. With you know? kids visibly playing outside. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, and they have a conversation about the uh, about Rick's idea for a story because he's a storyteller. Yeah. And this this newspaper article, he's he's wizened and he's hardened by years of this hardcore newspaper business, and he's mm-hmm. having none of it. He's like, ah, uh, you know, you got to write me a story that's gonna sell, son. Yeah, it's about the bottom line. It's about the bottom line. He's wizened. Not- he's he's Ed Grant. I mean, he's. Uh, Not this art. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He doesn't care about a story. He wants yeah. he wants but, money. But I noticed in this scene that there's some really great audio issues. Oh, is there? <laughs> yeah, you know, like I don't know if you, if you caught it or not. I mean, most of the movie has has some serious audio issues, but this one in particular is probably the worst in the entire film. Like there are entire sentences like being spouted out that sound like they're being said underwater. Yeah, the, the editing like, is a little funny in this scene too. There's just it just kind yeah. of constantly is cutting back and forth, which I mean, considering how much dialogue there is is probably understandable. But yeah, it, yeah. I'm guessing there was they were having to shoot around background noise. It looks like it was a, a nightmare to make this part of the movie. Probably, probably. But, uh, man, you want to talk about awkward editing. Let's move on to the next scene. Mo, I have a question about the next scene to you. Mo Porn, co-host of No Budget Nightmares podcast. Uh Uh-huh. Do you think that this movie, Suburban Sasquatch, is a comedy? Uh, if, if, If it's not intentionally a comedy, then it's the greatest unintentional comedy of all time. There are certain scenes which suggest that the humor is intentional. Uh, that previous scene with the uh, with the fishermen, there are moments of that which seem like they're intentionally comedic, and this scene that's about to come up also has a moment that's you know intentionally funny. I think I think what happened with this is that is that it started off with a lot of intentional jokes, and then as the filming progressed, you know, I think like as the guy was writing the story, I think he just got bored with coming up with like real jokes and and a lot of the and I think a lot of the 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 humor became sort of unintentional because the central plot isn't funny it, it it's played yeah. pretty seriously yeah yeah so this scene involves a child playing uh just kind of playing in the yard while his mother cleans inside yeah he's just kicking a ball around or something you know and he sees and he sees a sasquatch footprint he sees a footprint and he starts to get concerned that there's a creature out there trying to get him a boogeyman or uh, yeah. yeah so of course so of course he's going to go tell his mom yeah let's see what her response you know. is to that and the mother says to him he was big and hairy and he had huge fangs okay well you know monsters don't really exist why don't you go outside and play Monsters are not real, like the boogeyman or your father. They're not really there. <laughs> but I saw him! Sugar, I have to get the cleaning done. Please go outside. I saw him! And it should also be noted that that kid says, I saw him! <laughs> like, 15 more times. Uh, and that mother, <laughs> who, who I understand that maybe this kid uh, says that he sees monsters all the time, but she is extremely unobservant to not even be willing to look outside the door that she's standing next to <laughs> to yeah. see if a creature might be out there. <laughs> but this is what I was saying. Like, the editing in this particular scene is just, I mean, awful. Yeah, it's really like, weird. Uh, you know, like, there's, like, the, like... Like that scene where where you just heard the mother, like where you kind of hear it cut for a second, like they they switched to a shot looking down on the kid, mm-hmm. you know, and he's just standing there staring at the camera, yeah. and the mom's talking, and he's just going, "I saw him," <laughs> you know, and then they cut to a scene looking up at the mother, and she kind of says the same thing over again, and he's you know now he's in the background going, "I saw him." 
you know. And then they cut again to something that I guess is supposed to be like a coverage shot. And it's it's kind of her saying, and this, this wasn't in the audio, but it's kind of her saying the same thing again. Mm. And the little kid going, I saw him, you know, and, uh, you know, and he says, I saw him again. Mo, like, you're starting to say six, I saw him as much as five, you. Five or six times. I know, I know. But, you know, <laughs> but he but he says it again, like five or six times as he's walking out the door. <laughs> so the mother uh, eventually does see that her child is being attacked by a Sasquatch <laughs> and runs out to stop. This creature from attacking her child. Uh, she grabs the broom. <laughs> you gotta, you, you gotta grab what's on hand. Uh, sure. Time was of the essence, and of course she uh, gets beaten and slashed and dragged away by the Sasquatch. Well, even better than that, you know, Sass bitch slaps. Yeah, her. he he. Uh, I don't. I like mean, he gives her a fucking term, pimp. But uh, look, uh, fine, fine. He uses a pimp backhand. How about that? That's much more acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyway, Timmy has to just uh, yell and scream uh, while his mother gets uh, taken away for some nefarious purpose, which is somewhat revealed later, which is terrible. Hmm. <laughs> uh, so Steve, the cop, eventually picks up this kid uh, who uh, reveals to him that he saw what he thought was Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we get some uh, some weird kind of shitty tribal music and some hawk screeches so we know it's an Indian scene again. Yeah, well, Tala is uh, still searching for the creature. Uh, she'll show up soon enough. Uh, mm-hmm. But before that, our uh, our uh, legendary now, Fisherman, wakes up, the guy who got knocked into the water. But what's amazing about this, <laughs> what's amazing is that he wakes up face down in the water. <laughs> he wakes up face down. I mean, he's been in there, obviously, for a while and gets yeah. up like he's fine. <laughs> Though he obviously drowned, uh, but no, he uh, he gets up. He's clearly dead. He's clearly dead. But no, he gets up and he starts wandering through the woods looking for Dave. And the first words out of his mouth, Dave! Dave! Uh, and w- one of the other things that kind of gets me is he's looking through the woods and he takes out a flashlight, which he must have been hiding somewhere. Yeah. Where did that flashlight come from? I mean, he was in the water either. I mean, because when he first got knocked into it, he was on his back. Hey, you know, they make flashlights that will survive such things. But it didn't look like he had, like, the room to carry a flashlight on his person. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> he actually finds a cave and wanders upon uh, Timmy. Uh, Timmy. Was, did we say that the kid's name was Timmy? We did say Timmy. Well, Timmy's mom is in there and she says, help me. Help me! Uh, but the creature shows up and he runs off. Uh, well... As would anybody. Yeah, well, he's that creature with that. I mean, he's stacked, man. It's crazy. I know, man. I don't want to. I don't want to mess with those tits. <laughs> those are some tough tits. Anyway, uh, <laughs> tough titties. Well, uh, <laughs> I stole that from the gentleman's guide to midnight cinema. Uh, so, John, the chief of police, I suppose, uh, he actually finds this fisherman laying in a bath uh, in a bathroom. Laying in a bathroom. He is on the floor of a bathroom. <laughs> and uh, he has uh, he has some interesting things to say about what uh, what he's so scared of. I, I swear he was going to eat me. I I had to get out of there. I'll believe you. Now just tell me who. Sasquatch. Bigfoot. <laughs> Sasquatch. Sasquatch. <laughs> I don't know which I don't know which pronunciation is funnier, his or yours. <laughs> I'm just doing it the right way. Again, the the queen <laughs> the queen's English. Sasquatch. Uh, so we should mention that Tala, uh, her magical weapons that she has include a uh, set of arrows which have a gem built into the uh, the point. The head? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right? Arrowhead, yeah. Arrowhead, right. Uh, she also has a set of <laughs> hatchets. 
tomahawks. Tomahawks. I'm trying to hatchets work. <laughs> uh, and those uh, tomahawks are represented entirely with CG effects, <clears throat> and they are amazing. <laughs> Just ridiculous. <laughs> So, oh, so uh, oh, the, the next scene does reveal that she has these kind of glowy gem arrows that are supposed to be magic. Uh, and then uh, we get another Sasquatch attack. Yep, they get some women are hiking, and you know we get another sass attack. The women do mention offhand about how much how difficult it is to find uh, uh, an empty spot out in the woods because again, this uh, this uh, these subdivisions are encroaching upon the nature, and I think that this is something we're supposed to be paying attention to. All of this suburban development. Mm, that's why he became a suburban Sasquatch. Before that, he was just a regular Sasquatch. Looks like Bigfoot. <laughs> Bigfoot. <laughs> Bigfoot. <laughs> Sasquatch. Um, Sasquatch. So these women get slashed to bits, and one of them. I, oh, he rips off one of their arms and eats it. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of scenes in this film where he rips off somebody's arm or leg and then beats them with it. Yeah. I laughed every single time. <laughs> I felt like such an asshole, too. I'm like, why am I laughing at this again? And, no, still funny. Oh, now, if there was one scene in the movie which has no purpose, it would be the next scene that's to come up, which involves Rick. I uh, remember Rick is our uh, is our hero. Oh, and that guy, Jackson. And Jackson, his friend Jackson. He meets him at an entirely empty restaurant. Uh, it's not, this is not a, not a, this, this scene is integral to the, to the plot. Now, you joke, Mo. I don't joke. You, this is a very important joke. scene. It is. It is. It's very important to the theme, but it's also important to the theme of what I uh, just figured out on the most recent watch of this movie. No. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Jackson, who's a he, he's a he's a big wig uh, when it comes to selling property. Yeah, he's a property developer. He's like a big old dork. This uh, Jackson. <laughs> Not that we can. He's he's the one who's developing the the property that. Uh, that the women were just talking about. He is a capitalist. He does not believe in the... <laughs> he is a capitalist. <laughs> he believes that, that uh, Rick should give up this hoity-toity dream of, of telling stories. He th- yeah, why would anybody want to listen to stories when you can buy land? He goes, he goes get on your feet, get some skills, get a normal job. Jackson talks so down to him. The yeah, entire why are they friends? I have no idea. Yeah. Like, he's like, what is he... Like, you know, like he... I, I mean, I mean, he does quote the Pixies, but <laughs> but then he then he tells him he goes, he goes and then he insults it, uh, his ability to pick up women. He, yeah, he does that as well. And uh, Rick is only there for like seven seconds before Jackson just gets up, throws money down, just walks away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's my theory. Please, Rick is not Rick. Okay. Okay, I was waiting for you to say okay. Rick uh-huh. is the director. Dave Waskovich. And his wish to tell stories has nothing to do with being a newspaper reporter. It has to do with being a low-budget filmmaker. And this, when he tells him things like, get a normal job, get on your feet, give up this storytelling, and this is a theme that goes on throughout the entire film, what, this is actually something that's speaking very close to to Dave's heart. That this, Mm. these are people who are trying to tell him that he doesn't have uh, the, the, the skills or the money or the uh, or, or the kind of uh, gumption to go out and, and tell stories for a living, and he's saying uh, that he has to overcome the Sasquatch, which could be anything, I suppose, <laughs> t- t- so he can tell these stories. And I think that this is supposed to be a big-ass metaphor about low-budget filmmaking. 
Interesting. Because really, who gives a shit about reporting, newspaper reporting? Even in 2004, everyone knew that was on its way out. Exactly. <laughs> so that was my theory. Where, whereas low-budget filmmaking will always be in. Hey, it's, it is always going to be in. It better I, be. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's because it's, uh, it's getting easier and easier. It is. Well, the, the actual process of getting the equipment and going out and making something is getting easier and easier. And you get a lot of bad stuff out of that. But that's great. I love bad movies, but I also... Well, I was going to say, we did create this show. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I said I love bad movies. That's not true. I love people's attempts to be creative with what they have available to them and the collaborative medium as a whole. Very PC of you. Mm -hmm. Well, that's me. (laughs) So Rick, who's... uh... I would have just been like, I love shit. (laughs) (laughs) Mo loves shit. (laughs) So uh, Rick gets a call about the two women getting killed out in the woods. Um, and he's at first he can't believe it. He's he's just very confused about all these murders. And you think, by the way, that this would be getting some sort of national attention due to the victims' families uh, kind of stirring up the fact that all of their friends and family are getting murdered randomly mm-hmm. uh, and torn apart by animals. But no, it's not that big of a deal. These at this point, what one, two, three, four, five murders, six murders that have taken place. Uh, yep. So Rick goes to the uh, scene of the crime. Once again, and John again is there, the chief, and he tells him to fuck off and to stop snooping around. What the hell was that? What was what? Uh, I think my neighbors are setting off fireworks. <laughs> well, it is the fourth of. Ju- no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not even close. <laughs> it's not it's even the close. Ninth. It's. We are recording this on the ninth of July. USA, USA. Oh my god, man, we'll blow shit up whenever. Anyway, the important thing about this is that Rick finds an arrow tip on the ground. With a jewel. Oh, and the other important thing is that Steve gives Rick a gun. (laughs) His policeman friend, he just passes him a gun and says, you better take this. Which is, what? (laughs) That can't be right. Look, just think of him like the uh, like the old man in the cave at the beginning of The Legend of Zelda. (laughs) It's dangerous dangerous to go go alone. alone. Take Take this. (laughs) So, um... (laughs) <laughs> so Rick now has a gun, so that's important, even though it's completely useless against this creature. It's such a superfluous thing, too. It's like he never uses the gun. He only has one chance. You know, he does shoot it, I think, gun. a little bit later, but it doesn't do anything. Yeah, he doesn't do anything with it. And it's a good thing, because all the gun effects in this movie are based on do- doing adding those mus- muzzle flashes, which I know yeah. something about. Uh, <laughs> and it, They always look kind of uh, cartoonish. Yeah. Well, John, you know, when John tells Rick to piss off, essentially, like, it's, like, he mispronounces jurisdiction so great. I mean, I don't know if this is, I don't know if, like, I, I mean, does Pennsylvania have an accent? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they do. I couldn't, I couldn't imitate it here, but they absolutely have an accent. Well, maybe it sounds a little something like this. Didn't I tell you to stay out? This is a crime scene. Police jurisdiction. Now feed it. <laughs> Police jurisdiction. <laughs> I don't know. I think that John is an intimidating fella, and uh, and Rick just doesn't want to cross him. Well, John is an intimidating mm. fella. He play that you know that guy plays the Sasquatch in some of the scenes. <laughs> he looks kind of like a Sasquatch. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, he's a big dude too. It's like like you don't realize like how like, ripped that dude is until, like, there's, like, a flashback scene later. I don't want to ruin anything. But, like, he's not wearing the uniform, you know? True. And you're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's a big dude. And he looks particularly big when he's brandishing a shotgun, as is to come. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So my second favorite scene in the movie is just about to occur. 
And, and it has, and what I believe are the greatest special effects in this movie. Oh, yeah. So Steve, the cop, the the other cop, not John, the other one, uh, the friend of Rick, he's patrolling. He's patrolling around this subdivision, seeing what the hell's going on. And suddenly... By, or, by order of John. And this is day for night, by the way. All very blue of vision in this case. Blue, blue screen, yeah. <laughs> Not blue screen as in, like, you know, digitally adding things behind. Just No, they turned the screen blue. Exactly. And, yeah. uh, again, it's important to note that the Sasquatch has magical powers and can appear out of nowhere, which it does. And uh, t- t- frightening Steve quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. John. It's like a bear, John. Say, say, it's just big and hairy. And... It's not a bear. It's not a bear. Are you on him? How big? Oh wait, there are guys coming right at me, John! What was going on? Yeah, please, the, please describe yeah. the Susquatch. Uh, <laughs> first, he came. Squish. He came out of nowhere, and he uh, makes threatening movements towards Steve and shakes the car a bit before picking it up over his head. And yeah, the front end. He picks up the front the end front over end. his head. Yeah, and and he he like 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 gorilla presses it over his head and then flings it. Uh-huh. How is gorilla this accomplished, press. Mo? With really bad CG, like like not just really bad CG, but like cutting out an image of a car in like MS Paint yeah. <laughs> and sticking it on this creature's hands as he lifts it above his head. But that's how a lot of the CG is done. Oh, I know it. Oh, I know. <laughs> but this is a car he's lifting. By the way, the, yeah. the car, which uh, which are real police cars, by the way, it seems to show a uh, few ill effects. Uh, <laughs> At being tossed aside like it was toilet paper. <laughs> oh yeah, the car is not damaged at all because it's a real cop car. <laughs> yeah, exactly, real cop cars. Hey, you know yeah. production value. I appreciate that. In fact, the very next scene, if you want to talk about uh, the Sasquatch hurling things, uh, the very next scene is <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. is a woman. Uh, I don't know what she's doing. Uh, I think she's showing a house or something, or at least entertaining someone. She yeah. she checks on a noise outside and notices there's a Sasquatch throwing boulders, just throwing boulders for no good reason. You- there's like six boulders around him for some reason. I don't know why he would have these boulders, but they're CG boulders. Mm-hmm. You know, and he just picks them up and throws them. And this woman probably would have got squashed by one of these boulders, except... The whole the whole house would have been destroyed by two of them. They're huge. They're and really he, large. And, yeah, and he threw six of them at the house. <laughs> she thought she heard a noise. Yeah, the noise was a boulder yeah. crashing through your kitchen. <laughs> it was a goddamn boulder. Um, and Tala shows up. And this is the first uh, meeting, I believe, between the Sasquatch and Tala. Mm-hmm. Who shoots CG arrows at him? Then gushes of blood. Gushes of blood. It doesn't seem to stop him. All it really nope. does is when she shows up, she shoots some arrows, and this happens again and again. And then he just sort of walks away while he bleeds. Well, no, he stops bleeding. He does stop. Yeah, he bleeds for a second yeah. and then walks away. 
Yeah, I mean, I love how they explain that, too. He's like, oh, he's regenerating. Yeah. He's a... Yeah. I don't know. I think it's because of all the, the hate and anger in the world. That's where he gets all his power. Yeah, it's Sask Wolverine. You know Rick? That didn't work. Yeah, I know Rick. Rick, Rick uh, Rick's a good guy. Rick's a storyteller. <laughs> I like how you keep saying that. Rick decides... I mean, of course, the movie keeps saying but that, too. Rick is a bit of a lost soul. Because he doesn't know what to do, because his story seems to be going nowhere. He knows something's going on, doesn't know what to do about it. So he does what you would do or what I would do, and he goes to have a little talk with his grandma. I loved his grandmother. She's a sweet old she, lady. She, she was so adorable. Hell of a singing voice. <laughs> as we'll, as we'll, find, as we'll out find out later. Uh, and they have a little conversation uh, about, and she inspires him. In fact, she inspires him in a very um, religious way by talking about how nature is a gift from God and that God will guide him and if he goes out and looks for a sign that God will will show him what to do. Well, she's not wrong. She's not, Well, she's not wrong in the movie. <laughs> uh, in real life, hey, you know, you take your chances. But in the movie, she's totally right. God is right there and he's going to answer your prayers and shit. Booyah. Why did he create a creature, a, a, a demon creature like the Sasquatch in the first place? That's never really explained. It totally is. Okay. It totally is explained. <laughs> Why did he do it? Why did God curse us with this, Mo? They they said that, well, it's part of the environmentalist message the film has, where they said that he's, that the Sasquatches are there to, uh, to you know, they show up in places that are, like, in disharmony. Mm-hmm. And, like, his job is to get rid of the factors that are, that are causing the... The issues. Mo, you could not have said the word environmental with more vitriol and spit just then. Uh, I appreciate... Was it that obvious? I appreciate... <laughs> you live in the middle of the woods, man. Yeah, well, I don't have to worry about the environment. I'm in, I'm in the environment. You're in. You're part of it. You are in harmony with the environment around you. It's true. Okay, and I love the environment, and I think that uh, the message of this film, except for the God stuff, uh, is... A positive that we should defeat Sasquatches by not encroaching, <laughs> encroaching on uh, on beautiful natural environments with ugly subdivisions. Uh, like I think that's what that Rush song is about, right? There's a Sasquatch in subdivisions. Anyway, um, I'm Canadian. In the, <laughs> in the shopping mall. So properly inspired. Look, look, look. Conform or be cast out. That's all I'm saying. Wow, you really knew exactly what I was talking about. And that that and that line in particular is speaking to the Sasquatch. Conform, really? Sasquatch. <laughs> so uh, they, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Now oh. this uh, this actress is played by Dave uh, Waskovich's actual grandmother, I believe, and um, or mother, one of them. <laughs> I hope that's not his mom. Jeez. Why? She's very nice. She's old. She's an old woman. People get old. All right, Mo? It happens. Do they? I don't. I'm forever I'm, young. I'm never going like to get old. Rod Stewart's uh, or Bob Dylan alternately different song says. To quote to quote the band Seven Seconds, I'm going to stay young until I die. Hmm. All right. You can do that. But, <laughs> but this woman won't. <laughs> no. She's very nice. Uh, but No, she's absolutely adorable. But when, uh, when Rick is about to leave... He says something, they have a little bit of, I guess it's a little thing that they normally do with each other, and let's hear it. Let's hear how they uh, interact. Beware, here comes adorableness. Remember, I don't like you. I know, you love me. (laughs) Remember, I don't like you. Fuck you, Grandma. (laughs) (laughs) Remember, I don't like you. Should you... (laughs) 
<laughs> now the next scene is the reason that my wife couldn't watch this movie. Um, oh God, I told, I get it. Yeah, I totally get that. She, uh, she, and to be honest, I find it a little iffy too. I, I, not that they shouldn't be able to show it, but that I, it, it does bother me when I see any sort of animal violence, even ridiculous <laughs> animal violence. <laughs> because in this case, a guy, just a random dude in the neighborhood, is looking for his dog named Muffy. 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 And. Muffy! <laughs> Uh, and uh, it's unfortunate Muffy! that his dog. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Sorry. <laughs> it's unfortunate that Muffy ended up getting lost because uh, Muffy, uh, male or female, could be either, um, runs into the suburban Sasquatch. Oh, just so ridiculous. The you know, <laughs> it's like this scene is just so insane. You know, I mean, like yeah, the dog runs into the, runs into the suburban Sasquatch, and obviously he picks the dog uh-huh. up, and, and the dudes and and like the owner, whoever that guy's supposed to be, <laughs> comes crawling under a bush, <laughs> yeah, you know, to, to find his dog, and looks up just in time to watch watch the freaking Sasquatch lift the dog over his head and literally tear it in half. Tears the dog in half and like he takes great glee in just tearing it apart. <laughs> and the guy on his reaction goes, no! <laughs> now animal violence isn't funny of course but in this case it looks kind of like a stuffed animal filled with blood. Yeah, I was going to say animal violence is not funny. However if it's a CGI horse being thrown at a... No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> Mo and I both saw Abraham Lincoln <laughs> Vampire Hunter recently. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, so uh, the, the guy, by the way, does not get off scot-free uh, at his horrible misdeed of letting his dog get loose. Uh, he gets <laughs> slashed by the Sasquatch, and then uh, the Sasquatch stomps him to death. <laughs> I love that. The Sasquatch stomps a lot of people to death. There's a lot of stomping in this movie. Actually, I got to tell you, you know, as far as the, like, because, I mean, it's pretty obvious that there there are multiple di- versions of the suit, you know? Oh, yes. Like, like there's the full body version, you know, which is looks just ridiculous, and that's the one you see most often than not. But every now and again, you get these close-ups, <laughs> you know, and it's just a foot. You know, all you see is the, is the Sasquatch's foot. And those ones, the the close up on the feet, those look fantastic. Yeah, they really do look good. And then on the other side of the scale, there are some close ups of the Sasquatch eating in a little bit that are just it looks like a rubber mask that they're manipulating with a hand. <laughs> to it, try yeah, it looks really amazing. It's really bad. Uh, so Rick goes out uh, and talk to God, as you are wont to do. Uh, and at the same time, Tala is having visions. She's, ha- she's, you know, she's going on her own little personal vision quest to try to find this creature. Yeah, but Rick says this. Well, where are you, God? Come on, nature, speak to me. Why am I doing this? I'm the only one who thinks this is a story. Should I just give up? Thanks for listening. <laughs> Rick is having a bit of an existential crisis. <laughs> he really is. And talking really to is. himself at length. Yeah. So Rick, he's looking for God. Can't find him. Yeah. Looking for God and, in all uh, the wrong places. Yeah. And Tala is doing something where she's trying to find sass with her mind. Mm-hmm. Sassy. And then we... Yeah, sassy sass. Uh, and then, man, 
Then we've got the eating. Yeah, so what they do is they cut back and forth between this woman eating a hot dog and a rubber Sasquatch mask eating a leg. Eating a leg, yeah. And because you see, they're they're creating a parallel between the two because. And I don't know which one's more. I don't know which one's more disgusting. Yeah, it's the hot dog, actually, Mo. That's the answer. You know what? I I think you're right, man. Those nitrites, man, they'll get you. Um, And this, (laughs) it's a woman. And her friend, and they're driving through the subdivision because the woman is showing off the house that's being built. Yeah, she's like, she's like, look, this is where we're moving. Yeah, and the woman, other woman, is very excited about this. In fact, she's just really excited in general with everything she says. Um, and <laughs> but they see what they think is an animal. Uh, it's it, no, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's the soft watch. <laughs> and they call the cops, and when they call the cops, they're freaking out over the fact <clears> that they saw some sort of animal around. Yeah, well, they, they make it sound like the Sasquatch is chasing them. Yeah, though we haven't really Which seen I guess that. Which I guess it kind of is. Well, it's around, right? They're in a very I mean, public... it's there, <laughs> and eventually they do kind of feel its wrath, but I mean, like, when they call the cops and are all frantic... Nothing's really happening. They're just they're just driving really fast for no reason. And we're cutting back and forth at this point between these crazy women who are panicking and and Rick having his little crisis. In fact, uh, yeah. Rick has a, another little bit of dialogue about uh, about his relationship with the Lord. Maybe God doesn't have my number in his phone book. What? Oh my God! Hello. <laughs> that wasn't God, by the way, calling him. No. <laughs> I can't remember who it was, actually. <laughs> um, oh, maybe it was the, the cop saying that another attack was, was happening. Yeah, yeah. Which, you think he might have been spending his time getting over there to try to take care of it, but no, he has to call up Rick. Uh, Super Rick. Look, that cop knows his priorities. Yeah, well, I mean, he does, probably doesn't want to have another encounter after his car got smashed up. Yeah, no shit. Uh, so the uh, Supernatural uh, Suburban Sasquatch uh, ends up materializing on the roof of this uh, of these women's uh, this woman these women's car and smashes through the top of it and uh i mean he's like literally floating uh <laughs> yeah there is a really great scene where he uh where where it's just kind of a still shot and you and you see this the 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 leg just float yeah. across the screen mm. Uh, and these women start to run away, and uh, he attacks one of them. At this point, we've we've seen the attacking. This one isn't particularly of note because uh, he does pick up a big CG log. <laughs> yeah, that all he seems to use the log for mm. is uh, is to deflect the the tomahawks being thrown at him. Yes, Tala shows up and throws CG tomahawks at the log and it, they embed in the log because her aim is not very good. So stupid. <laughs> so this is the scene by the way where Rick and Tala find they're again, they're I don't want to give too much away, but their love affair is going to sprout from this scene when they first meet. Yeah, I gotta tell you, man, I didn't get that at all. Yeah, they, uh, they're, uh... Like, like the love affair kind of comes from out of nowhere, because they spend half the movie with each other, kind of, like, hating yeah, each other. Yeah, bickering, because you see, Rick, he's like me. He's a bit of a skeptic about this whole magical creature, magical weapons, god thing. Whereas Tala is a lot like me. <laughs> a spiritual creature. A spiritual creature who uses arrows with jewels embedded mm-hmm. in them to kill Sasquatch. I remember you telling me about that. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, so they... In fact, we gotta wrap this up, because I'm, I'm late. <laughs> there are Sasquatches in the woods. Um, and so, yeah, they meet. 
he's skeptical. They argue a bit about uh, magic, and uh, they decide that they're going to partner up because he doesn't want to uh, miss out on what could be a really big story. Because he's a storyteller. I don't get why he... I mean, like, you know how he questioned his, like, the, like oh, is this even a story that anybody cares about? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's a fucking Bigfoot! Yeah, it's a story people care about! The, the editor was upset at him because he didn't have, like, primary sources and things. People who are... Who, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are, there are people... One thing, why doesn't he have a camera? <laughs> like, he sees these things all the time. He does have a camera. Yeah, right, but he's not, like, using these things as as ways to build his story. Did both of those women die But just then? Why doesn't he... Why doesn't... No. One of them. Right. Why doesn't he interview the other one (laughs) as a primary source? Because because she got carried off by the Sasquatch. Oh, right. That's right. (laughs) And we run into... That Sasquatch (laughs) covers all the bases. He really does. Those eyes, man. Those evil eyes. Those evil tits. So, <laughs> Steve, the cop, mm-hmm. talks to John, who, at this point, I mean, at, at this entire film so far, he's been really hesitant to let there be a big investigation into this, and we don't know why. We know that he has, he knows that it's a Sasquatch, because he mentioned that it's not a bear comment earlier. Uh, yeah, it's not a bear. So suddenly we get the flashback, to the, and it reveals everything. Not yet, not no? yet. No, there's a gr- there's the, the great scene where uh, where Tala is explaining to Rick like who she is and like like what the whole situation is, and and Rick has the amazing line of, "Are you saying that Bigfoot is loose and killing people in a suburban town in Northeast America?" That's probably. That? Oh, that she said that's about yeah that that's it yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, but that is probably Rick's best line delivery <laughs> in the entire film. Yeah. Like, like he must have practiced that line so many times because he nails, he nails it. it. Good one, uh, Bill Ushler. You uh, you really nailed that line. That one line. So after that, we do get the in flashback. This, in this hundred minute yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, we get the flashback. And we find out what happened to John and why he was so traumatized. You see, he used to live out in the country in Oregon. He moved there with his wife, and they have a house, and it's really nice. And uh, they like to sit on their deck and uh, and just kind of relax and talk about how great life is and how they hope things will never and drink change. Lemon. And, dr- and drink, and drink lemonade. lemonade. His wife wants him to get some lemonade because she doesn't want anything to change. Things are so perfect. And I think, Mo, that things are going to remain exactly the same, and they're just going to live happily. Well, I'm more of a pessimist, so I'm going to make the prediction that a Sasquatch is going to show up and murder her. A Sasquatch does appear while he's in getting lemonade, and uh, he he walks towards her in this long shot where he's just walking, and it cuts to her and walking. <laughs> uh, it's like that scene in Monty Python and the Holy Grail where the guy's running towards Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but before the creature reaches her, and before she can like yell something like "Oh my God, a Sasquatch!" she just passes out. Yep. And uh, and it's unfortunate that she does because then the Sasquatch, who by the way, why does he show up? I don't know. He, the idea, the suggestion is that he's actually following John around in some case, which kind of removes that whole other theory about why the Sasquatch appears. <laughs> well, I think that's I think that's really only John's theory. Yeah. 
you know, because because I mean, we've already we've already been told that there are more than one of them. Yeah, he's things. he just has really bad luck, is what the suggestion yeah. really is. Uh, so the creature, the Sasquatch, starts to carry his wife away, and uh, he goes and runs in and gets a big shotgun, uh, and he, he comes out with it and he shoots the shotgun at the creature, but it has no effect. And in fact, the creature, all it does is really make him mad because the creature then breaks John's leg. Well, it, it, uh, I'm trying to think. Like, the, like it's really funny. Um, I know at some point during that scene, John starts punching the Sasquatch. Uh-huh. And it is the funniest flurry of yeah, punches. He's, he's like punching his I've, chest. He's like, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. And it's hilarious. <laughs> I'm glad you got so much enjoyment out of that. It re- there there well there's a lot of scenes in this movie that really just had me cracking up. <laughs> like it was really hard to take notes and try to find audio clips, you know, and pay attention to the movie. <laughs> well, while laughing. Well, you know? speaking of one of those scenes, this this is followed up. This scene is by another Tala and Rick scene where they're arguing about magic and who gives a shit about that because what comes up after that is something beautiful. Yeah, no, it's beautiful, Mo. Believe me. There's a guy, he's working on his truck. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I do know what you're talking and about. And he has a little friend. <laughs> he has a friend with him who is assisting him in some way, uh, despite the fact that he's kind of an asshole. And his friend brings him these two pipes. I love it. He could, oh, yeah. he, and he's like, I didn't say pipes, I said springs. I don't know how he could have mixed up pipes for springs, especially because when he goes to get the springs and drops the pipes, he drops the two pipes, and right next to them are two springs. Two springs. <laughs> so he grabs the springs, and then he encounters a Sasquatch. <laughs> And of course, and of course, because this is a Sasquatch, you know, the Sasquatch proceeds to essentially tear him limb from limb. Um, and this is another one of those scenes where he tears off a piece of the guy's body and beats him with yeah, it. Yeah, and he rips off his leg, and he drinks the blood, like you mentioned earlier. Yeah, that, yeah, that's right. This is the scene where he drinks the blood, and we get we get a lot more of this. <laughs> and, uh... That noise, um, and and the guy who's working on the car is none the wiser. Yeah. He does not even realize that anything is happening until the Sasquatch grabs yes. him. I think it's actually his, his like right that the guy right now yeah. that that he drinks. He also of. slashes the, he slashes his stomach, and they do yeah. this thing where they show like organs showing through, but they do it by having like this organ. Uh, kind of piece, like a like a makeup piece that's uh, underneath his clothes, and it's, he's obviously yeah. holding it to himself, and <laughs> and you see it a little bit later too, the exact same one. Those are the those are the best those are the best kind of effects where they have to hold it to themselves. I, you know what? I, Halloween is a bumper time for uh, for for low budget filmmakers for getting props and things. Sure, sure. Um, so back to Tala and Rick, who are, their relationship is developing. It's it, it's uh, it's like moonlighting. You know, they're sniping at each other, but they're really kind of getting in there. In fact, I think Rick says something about how beautiful she is. <laughs> <laughs> Rick has a lot of really awkward yeah. scenes with her. Um, I, most notably, there is a scene later in the film where he puts his hand on her shoulder, and he could not seem more like just. Like ew, girls. Yeah, yeah. It's very, it's, <laughs> it's very uh, Torgo esque in his. 
think that I couldn't say it better. I couldn't have said it better myself. That, now yeah. again, Rick is a skeptic, and when she starts trying to talk about all that supernatural and spiritual mumbo jumbo, he's just not having it. In fact, he has a great quote about I'm sorry. Uh, religion. I'm not going to subscribe. Oh, I fucked it up. Let's try this again. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not going to subscribe to a religion that believes in a nine-foot man beast. He's not going to subscribe to it. He just isn't, you know? It doesn't matter what he's seen so far. Yeah. I mean, clearly there's a nine-foot man beast. He's seen In fact, it. he sees it immediately after saying that. Uh, the creature shows up, they shoot more magical arrows at him, and they make him bleed, and then he just runs away. CG, CG arrows with lots of CG Yes, blood. but the, like, as you, like you mentioned right at the beginning, the blood never stains his fur or anything. It just kind of squirts out and then stops. No real, no real blood. Now, why do you think that John didn't want more attention brought to the fact that this Sasquatch is killing a bunch of people? Uh, you, I'm huh? asking you. Why do you think John, the, the the chief of police, so to speak, or at least the chief of security, um, he, <laughs> he, he has tried to hush up this entire investigation? Why do you think he wanted to do that? Um, I don't know. I mean, it could have been. It could have been, you know, uh... I put you on the spot, Mo. Re- revenge? Nope. <laughs> no, no. I don't know. Whatever reason you're going to come up with doesn't make any sense, because there's no good reason that he wouldn't want, say, the National Guard to come in and take care of this murderous thing. Um, yeah. Because they... Well, why does, he need, why does he need a National Guard when he can get a bunch of yokels led by a man named Zeke? Steve, who now knows John's entire flashback story... He decides he's going to take care of things. And John, when he hears that Steve is going to call Zeke and get his redneck buddies together to form a posse to get down this creature... Big, big, big smile. smile. John's like, why didn't I think of that? Getting people together <laughs> to hunt this instead of the two cops that exist in this town? That's a much better idea. That's brilliant. Let's yeah. do it. And at the, at the exact same time that the, these rednecks are being called, Tala and Rick, they're setting up a uh, <laughs> bait... To try to catch the creature, they're hanging meat from a tree. Yeah, because there's not, you know, a million other people he could eat. But it works. Yeah, they really do have a really uh, combative relationship. But uh, Rick explains why he doesn't leave and that he sticks with her. Because he says, you're my best shot at a Pulitzer. <laughs> so- Remember that guy who won the Pulitzer about the story about the Sasquatch? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very uh, famous. <laughs> very famous. Really, Rick and Tala and their relationship is the least interesting part of this movie. I, I yeah, it's just like every time it cuts back to Rick and Tala, you're just like, yeah, magic. Spirit yeah, like the only thing, the only thing you really got going, you know, is that is that maybe Tala might be wearing kind of like a hot dress or something, but you know, it just the yeah. deuce you say. Uh, I don't. <laughs> well, I don't cater to that sort of thought, but uh, she is a very attractive young lady. She's a good, good-looking girl. But enough with the breasts and vagina, and uh, back to the rednecks. <laughs> the rednecks with guns. Oh yeah, and Zeke, of course, you know he has a very brave heart sort of moment where he's uh, kind of like, you know, motivating his troops, and uh, and it seems you know they're they're into it because it goes a little something like this. All right, gentlemen, this is what we came here to do. Is this just a bear? We're yeah. men. We can, we can take care of it, can't we? Yeah! Yeah! Let's hear ya! Woohoo! Right! Yeehaw! Right! Yeah! Let's go get it! I think! There are two particularly funny things about that. 
uh, one, when they all at the same time scream, We're They're men! men! They know it. <laughs> and uh, and when that one guy goes, woohoo! <laughs> I'll tell you, that speech has nothing on, on the St. Crispin's Day s- speech from Henry V. That is quality stuff right there. Because they're motivated. They want right. to kill this creature. Yeah, well, that, that one guy who we're going to ignore the fact that he's also the mm-hmm. editor for the newspaper um, says, says, uh, says, I'm ready to kill, Sarge! Yeah, Sarge! Something to that effect. <laughs> I don't know if he said Sarge or not, but he said something like that. He goes, I'm ready to kill! Uh, and they are ready to kill. They have their guns, and in fact, they are handling them in a very non-safe manner, in that sometimes they're shooting them while their friends are right in front of them. <laughs> in a manner which would kill the people that are in front of them. But again, that's just that's just detail. We get this one shot of a, uh, uh, this I don't know, uh, one particular hunter, blonde guy. Uh, he's He's kind of like shooting a shotgun like not from the shoulder but not from the right. hips you know like he's kind of like mid chest <laughs> on it and uh and he's just he's just firing and firing and firing and you know and of course you know sass nothing's happening um actually like the whole lot of them sort of like uh rain bullets down on him but um but this this one guy gets his throat yeah. ripped out uh, which is great because the guy who you know who goes to help him like completely stumbles over his own line, <laughs> and it's probably my favorite stumble in the entire movie. Somebody go! Somebody call the doctor! Shit! I want to play that again. I want to play this one more time. Give, give a listen, people. Somebody go! Somebody call the doctor! Shit! <laughs> <laughs> that shit at the end really makes it. Happen. It really does. It really does. Somebody called the doctor. So they think they have the upper hand on this Sasquatch before that guy gets his throat slashed. And they're like, I mean, they they shot literally dozens of bullets at him. I mean, yeah. There's actually like a scene where, like, the right before that happens. I mean, when I say they're raining bullets down on him, I'm not yeah. joking. There, I mean, like, literally, just like millions of CGI <laughs> black dots just flying at him. So know? this guy gets his throat slashed and dies, which is very upsetting. He dies. I but mean, then they turn right, they turn the whole thing around. Oh, oh, wrong line. What? Sorry. Sorry? I, I fucked up. I meant, somebody, I go, somebody, somebody call the doctor! <laughs> Shit! 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 And they turn the tide by throwing a net over the suburban Sasquatch's head. You know, I wish I had thought to grab audio of that. <laughs> You're so excited. Because, because it is, I mean, just unbelievable. You know, because, like, he's in the middle of this noise. <laughs> Shit! And it just stops. Yeah. You know? And he just falls over. <laughs> That's a very powerful net that they have. But it only exactly. covers like, his head, right? I mean, like it's yeah, they can't get it. I mean, the, like the Sasquatch is so big that they can only they can only get this tiny little net over his head. And they're celebrating. Know? They're so pleased. They're like, "Who cares that our friend died? We got this guy. We we got, got him." That's not how it ends, though. <laughs> yeah, it works for about two seconds. And then he gets up and just starts to easily destroy them. 
he just starts swinging his like, arm around and they run towards him. It's like an old wrestling match or like a battle royal where they just wax them side. I think in my I think in my notes I said that he plows through them, but I don't even think he. No, moves I think he just stands there and they run towards him. Yeah, he really he really just kind of like walks, yep. you know, or if even that, and they come and run at him and he just moves his arm, you know, and they fly off. They are ineffective hunters. <laughs> Well, they're certainly ineffective brawlers. That, that is for sure, because uh, he yeah. proceeds to rip one of their heads off. Uh, which is pretty yeah, great. Is, actually. You know, like, because like, the fact that they actually had the wherewithal to have the actor wear the stupid wig that they were going to put on the fake yep. head, you know, like, beforehand, you know, like, it shows that, it shows that, you know, there's, there, at least there's a somewhat sense of continuity like, here. We know what we're going to do. We're going to rip that guy's <laughs> fucking head off. And then I'm going to rip his arms <laughs> off. This motherfucker is getting his head ripped yeah. off. Yeah, what, what's the point of ripping the arms off after they've already ripped the head There's off? There's no rhyme or reason to the ways of the Sasquatch. I guess mm-hmm. not. Uh, Sasquatch! <laughs> Bigfoot! Yeah, it's Bigfoot! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they don't have much luck with the uh, creature. In fact, he kills them all, I guess. He does, yeah. He man- he gets them all. And he t- saves Zeke for last. And, uh, and Zeke has... Um, let's see... <laughs> Uh, well, well, well <laughs> let's let's not forget the fact that after he decapitates that guy, he throws. Yes, the he head, does throw the head, which which really made me laugh. Like him throwing the head was absolutely hilarious. So then he rips the arms off of some other guy, and then he comes after Zeke and he steps on Zeke's legs, mm-hmm. like crushing his legs. And Zeke has this great scene where he rolls over onto his back and pees his yes, pants. Yes, he does. He pees his pants. Yeah, and then Sasquatch crushes his head. Mm. I mean, it's it it really does fit into the themes we were talking about earlier. Pretty great. I don't know how, but certainly. Oh, so Tala, who's very in tune with nature and very uh, aware of kind of the history of this creature, she's really mm-hmm. surprised that the creature is killing so much. Yeah, she's yeah, because remember, he's only supposed to be there to, you know, to fix to put nature back in harmony. And really it seems like he's doing a lot more harm than Harmony. Oh, good one. <laughs> well done. You like that? You like that? Um, and this is the... Se- that was off the dome. <laughs> so Tala and Rick have this conversation about the Sasquatch killing so much, and this is where Rick decides to put the moves on Tala. Put it for- yeah, I and mean, of course, this is this is five seconds after she's explaining to him her situation and how and why she chose to fight Bigfoot instead of marrying and having right. And they don't have any chemistry. Let's make that incredibly yeah, there's clear. There's no and there's no chemistry between them at all. And so as she's explaining all this to Rick, like he just kind of like awkwardly puts her his hand on her shoulder, and it's not even like he puts his arm around her shoulder. He puts his hand on the shoulder closest yeah, to him. It's uh, it's it's not uh, it's not as erotic as I would have hoped. I have seen 12-year-olds with better game than this. You like to watch a lot of 12-year-olds in their game? Listen, man. (laughs) Clearly. All right. They also, Mo, uh, because you you make fun, but Rick's moves worked because they lean in to kiss each other. Now, this kiss is weird because if it had continued, if it wasn't interrupted, they probably would have missed each other entirely. <laughs> they are not lined up in the way that people actually kiss, but you know they're giving it yeah. the college try. They're clearly two horribly inexperienced people. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the Sasquatch arrives and carries Tala away. Tala, Tala, Tala. Like, like you know. Uh, 
you you had you had sent me a list of of audio clips to look out for, and this was one of them. And the way you had written it really made me think that it would have been would have been more like a <laughs> you know, like a like a long, you know, like a Con. like drop yeah. his knees sort of thing. And, and so then, so what all I hear, what all I hear is this. Tala! I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> like that's your college try, Eric? <laughs> Tala! <laughs> Look, there's so much emotion in that scream. Uh. <laughs> Tala! <laughs> Tala! Tala! <laughs> so, um, while this ha- happens, uh, meanwhile, uh, at a different location, Steve and John have decided to start investigating as opposed to just sitting at the police station. And they go into a house, uh, that, uh, and John goes, I can tell he was here. And they investigate it, and he's absolutely right. Because they follow a blood trail and they find a bunch of corpses strewn about. Yeah, including one guy who apparently has lost his arm mm-hmm. and is just like flopping on the ground, like a like the fish at the end of that. Faith no more Faith video. No more video. I'm glad we both have that cultural reference ingrained in our brain. <laughs> <laughs> and Steve is overwhelmed. And he just ch- and he just chucks everything. Yeah, up. he. He's, he it, they, I'm glad they didn't give him the whole. Mouthful of stew, spit it out. He just kind of spits a bunch of goo on the ground. <laughs> and he says, oh my god, as he likes to do. It's just sort of his thing. So Tala is brought to the cave of the Sasquatch. Yep, and she gets strung mm-hmm. up. And next to her is the girl from girl before. Girl from before that you, that you reminded me got away. And there's an implication about why the Sasquatch <laughs> is taking prisoners. Dirty. Dirty? What's so dirty, Mo? The Sasquatch. He's a dirty boy. <laughs> oh, this conversation got weird. <laughs> yeah, no, you know how Rick is, um, I don't know what the right word's for, but he's... Um, Asexual? A- maybe. Terrible at uh, his game, as you mentioned, is quite bad. Mm. He does not have game. The Sasquatch... Is on the other end of the spectrum. He's a very sexual creature. Dave Waskovich talked about its big uh, titties uh, are all based around his sexuality. <laughs> uh, he, and it, like, let's not make light of this, he is apparently taking these p- women there to rape them. Uh, this never comes up hey. again. I don't know why it even comes up at this <clears throat> moment. <Yeah. laughs> a lot of strong input from you there, Mo. <laughs> Oh, by the way, this cave, from the outside, it's a cave. Uh, they found an actual location that has, like, a, a cave entrance. But inside, it is a room covered in garbage bags. <laughs> <laughs> Which it looks sort of like rock. Look, they did, a, they did a good enough job with it that I didn't pay it much mind. I saw mind. it four times, Mo. Yeah, I know. You, you've seen this a lot more than me. So, I mean, I bet you if I were to sit down and watch this again, which could very easily happen... <laughs> Uh, I mean, hell, I sat down and watched Las Vegas Bloodbath a second time. I, I could watch this again. Um, you know, but the, uh, but, the, but, the, you know, on, upon first viewing, it was a good enough effect that I didn't pay attention to it. Now, Rick is distraught over what has occurred with Tala being taken away. And uh, he's, he, he is very upset. And he says to himself, I'm not a warrior like you. I'm just Tala. <laughs> Tala, I'm not a warrior like you. I'm just a storyteller. Uh, and he does what anyone would do in that situation. I'm sorry, Tala. I'm not a warrior like you. I'm a storyteller. <laughs> he tells great stories. Tala! Tala! 
Um, I, I love this. Tala! <laughs> I'm gonna change. I want to change the ringtone on my phone to this. <laughs> Tala. Or, or perhaps this. <laughs> so Rick, I'm like a little, I'm like a little kid with a, with like one of those sound stupid boards, soundboards. Yeah. So Rick does what any person would do in the situation where a loved one has been stolen away from him. He goes to the newspaper. He editor, goes to the newspaper office <laughs> where the person tells him again that he will not print his story, which he still does not have any evidence to support. And like even meaner, he's even yeah, meaner he about it this time. Like, it's, man, it's Rick needs to be more of a warrior and less of a storyteller. <laughs> Look. I'm sorry, Tala. I'm not a warrior like you. I'm a storyteller. It really sums up the entire movie. So you know, and as and as and as and as good as that other line delivery was, I mean, really that line. I mean, keep in mind, we we have to also kind of give a little bit of context here. He's sitting in his yeah. house, like staring at a feather. Yes, he is staring at a feather. <laughs> that reminds him that he's not a warrior. He's a storyteller. So, having been abandoned by his editor and abandoned by his skeptical nature, he decides to turn to God. Of course. Uh, and God sends a CG bird to lead him to where Tala is in the cave. Oh, man. Uh, he, um, he rushes in and unties Tala, which uh, I don't think you have a uh, sound clip for this, but it's... I it's don't. one of my favorite quotes from the movie where no. she goes, uh, the Sasquatch is a cunning warrior, very intelligent. And he's trying to undo the knot. He goes, yeah, but who who knew he could tie such good knots? Yeah, I mean, they, I, I love how Tala, through the entire, through most of the movie, really, uh, keeps going on and on and on about how, like, smart and cunning and, you know, strong the Sasquatch is. But the Sasquatch never does a goddamn thing mm. to make you think that he's anything but just this hulking brute. Yeah. Who, who is stealing women away to rape them. Yeah. He's a cl- classy which, guy that's... Which let's, which, let's face it, if I was a hulking brute, I'd probably do the same thing. But I mean... Most yeah. feelings do not represent the feelings of DailyGrindhouse.com <laughs> or Robo <laughs> Nightmares podcast. Jesus Christ, yeah, Mo. What? Oh, no. Um... <laughs> We should really, we should really come up with something for that, like that, for the end of the show. <laughs> like most views do not. Spread. So they escape, uh, but the Sasquatch chases after them, and in the skirmish with the arrows being shot and whatnot, Rick gets slashed in the stomach, terminally, perhaps. Mm. He gets messed up. Um, we got, we got, we got. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted, I actually wanted to ask something about that because when when he comes to when he comes to pick her up, I don't know. I, I mean, you've seen this movie four times. Maybe you can answer this. Tala's wearing pants uh-huh. when he comes when he rescues her. Was she wearing pants when she got kidnapped? That's a good question. Maybe she stole the pants of the girl who was there with mm. her. Interesting. Maybe the guy had pants laying all over the place. It's probably cold in Maybe. there in a cave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Makes sense to me. Anyway, Rick gets slashed in the stomach. <laughs> um, oh, and while this is happening, there is a very strange scene. Where, the scene where she jumps over No, him. though that happens as well. Oh. No, I'm talking about over at another part of, uh, <laughs> another part of the subdivision. It, it, it's a oh, grandmother doing cross-stitch. 
I don't think it's a grandmother. Okay, just a woman. Because in the credits, because in the credits, she's credited as Harold's wife. Oh, okay. Okay, so a woman. But she looks like a grandmother. because yeah, she's doing cross-stitch. Uh, and not criticizing cross-stitch, but it, old people do it. Yeah. But she's sitting there doing it while a guy, Harold, is dancing in front of her with a bottle of booze. <laughs> To some, like, really just awful metal. He's just dancing. He's just kind of going, woo, woo, woo. I know you can't see me right now, but I'm doing sort of a Peanuts-style, <laughs> waving my head back and forth. <laughs> do, 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 Yeah, and that's what he's doing, and she's just sitting there, and he's just dancing. Uh, and yeah. then she hears something outside, just like before, just like that other person. Actually, this particular scene is just brilliant. Yeah. Like, it's so great, like, the way they use the Sasquatch in this scene, because it's... The funniest fucking thing ever, really. <laughs> uh, you know, so, 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 so she, oh, so what is it? It's like, he goes to check out the door, there's nobody right. there, and he comes back, she goes, she, she calls the police as first. she's walking, she calls huh? the police first. Oh, she calls mm-hmm. the police, you know, and then she goes up to the door, and like, you can see from the yes. inside, like they're shooting from the inside, you can see the He's Sasquatch right there, like you would not be able to miss it, he's standing right in front of the door. Yeah, like, yeah. So she opens the yep. door, and he's standing mm-hmm. there. What? <laughs> it's like that scene, remember, in um, uh, Sorority Babes in the Dance of Thon of Death, where he lets the, the, the possessed girl in at the end. Remember, she's just knocking against the door, and he just opens it, and she yeah. gets in. Um, so uh, they're kind of lucky, though, because they get outside, and the uh, Sasquatch is attacking them, but then the two cops arrive. Yeah. And John John shows up, our main cop, and uh, they have a little confrontation because this is his chance to finally get revenge for the, uh, I guess, murder of his wife. And and sure. he does what anyone would do in a situation like this. He shoots a gas tank, like one of those big outdoor ones, and it explodes in a very convincing fire effect. Yes, very. <laughs> And uh, and the the Sasquatch, the Bigfoot, just walks off, but it kills John. So no, oh, it doesn't? doesn't. No, he walks off. Oh, that's too. right. I thought Steve walks he... off. No, everybody okay, walks so everyone... off. It 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 does absolutely nothing. They're standing four feet away from an exploded gas tank, mm-hmm. which, mind you, that's that wasn't a gas tank. That was an oil oh, tank. My, my that mistake they, that they shot. But which means if you had shot it, it would not have lit fire. It would not have exploded. It, of course, neither would have gas tank, but, you know, that's what Hollywood wants you to believe. Myth you know, busted. Or West, West, West Pennsylvania, you know. But, um, but yeah, so, so, they, so they shoot this tank, it explodes, and CGI shrapnel goes everywhere, and, and this giant flame ball comes, and basically all it does is it knocks the Sasquatch onto John, and they both just get up and walk right. away. It's insane. <laughs> so that happened. <laughs> <laughs> that Sasquatch gets around, by the way, because he just left slashing up Rick to go do that. And mm-hmm. Rick, by the way, he's in sort of bad shape, but Tala is healing him with her special Native American medicine. And the whole time, Rick's just like, I need a doctor. Yeah, and he does. He needs a doctor because his insides are falling out. His insides are out. <laughs> but yeah. she doesn't need to give him medicine because she carved him a turtle shell made of fine wood. Totally makes sense. <laughs> It makes total sense. <laughs> so they have another conversation about him being a storyteller and her being a warrior. Um, and he tries to get her to abandon her quest 
because he believes, because he has a, a vision that uh, that she's that one of them is going to get killed in this pursuit. Mm. He, he says, "I'm a lost man with no home, ex- ex- except <laughs> except for his house." <laughs> Yeah, it's great because he, uh, when she refuses to give up her quest because he doesn't really have any good logic, he says, "I saved your life back there, sweetheart," which is sort of ironic because she, like seconds before, saved him from certain death. Yeah, this guy's kind of a dick. This uh, this Rick. And I, I love I love how Tala. Like, did you notice how much, like, like how Tala? I mean, I know. I guess it's kind of a Native American thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like or stereotype, I should say, but she never uses contractions. Oh yeah, she speaks in that alienish way. I did not come here to make a team. Like she's very Lieutenant Data. <laughs> well, we know your love for the next generation, Mo. The the plate on your wall shows us that. But uh, let's. <laughs> but you're right. She doesn't use contractions, just like um. all Native Americans in film generally don't. Um, but yeah. uh, it just. Uh, but it also represents her otherness and her, uh, theoretically, her connection with nature and her not not kind of... Look, you don't need to shorten your language with contractions. Just let it all hang out there. Be natural. Yeah. I like contractions. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Anyway, the Sasquatch, he's still <laughs> attacking things. And uh, this time... Yeah, like, he's in town now. This time, it's personal. Yeah, they chase after him, and Rick notices. Hey, this is this hey. is where my grandmother lives around here. I know this area. Mm, I wonder if the creature's going to end up at his grandma's house. I would think so. Your thinking so is correct because it does now. Now, now at the grandmother's mm-hmm. house, the Sasquatch smashes through yes. the door. Now, did you happen to notice something? About the door that he smashed in. I don't think so. What about the door, Mo? Well, the door itself was clearly CG. Yes, I did notice that. But after the door gets smashed in, you can still see the the, the real door sitting there on the hinges. <laughs> now, Mo, I did notice that, but I will give them credit that after the Sasquatch comes into the house and attacks the grandmother, that when Rick and Tala arrive, they come in through a different door. <laughs> well, that, that at least they did that. <laughs> so, this is a, there's a lot of action that takes place right now. Yep, and this is another tomahawk Yes, scene. there's another tomahawk scene where, where she throws the tomahawks <laughs> ineffectively. Uh, and uh, Rick is checking on his grandma, who who seems to be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some very close calls with the uh, feet. Yes, very close calls with the feet. The Sasquatch actually uh, attacks Tala and and uh, picks her up and takes her out of the action, so to speak, leaving the whole, uh, the fate of the world, let's say, in the hands of Rick, who decides to grab mm-hmm. the bow and arrow... The bow and magic yep. arrows. He think. Yep. He thinks. Of, he thinks about using his gun, but he thinks the better of, course, of it. Of course, guns. Gra- grabs the grabs the bows. The this bow is and him, arrow. by the way, accepting the spiritual side, accepting nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. but you know, I don't know if he's ever used a bow and arrow before, so he has to call upon somebody to help him. Guy, my hand. 
I wanted to add some of the music before into that too because because it's so great. It's like I mean it's like like club thumping music. You know, like I'm, I'm waiting for relax. Don't do <laughs> well, it. You know, I don't know how you next. interpreted that, but I see it as our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ guiding his hand <laughs> to allow him to shoot an arrow into the heart of that Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Not into a foot, but like into a Sasquatch's heart. His Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. So Jesus did that. So Rick can't take all the credit. Uh, no, Rick can't take any of the credit. That was all Jesus. Right. And then it did. It hit the heart straight on, and then electricity shoots everywhere. Actually, it hit it hit the heart so perfectly that it actually the entire arrow went into its yes. chest. So therefore, you wouldn't have to worry about anything practical. You know, I mean, if Tala <laughs> if Tala had fact. just let a man take care of this from the beginning, this would have been a much. Shorter I know, movie. right? He would have just said, "Hey, <laughs> Jesus, guide my hands," and then boom, it's over. Exactly. <laughs> um, it's like the worst thing ever. <laughs> it looks like Tala dies at this point, but she doesn't. And he checks on his grandma, uh. who. Who says curiously that uh, when he checks on her that she goes, "I've been through tougher times." Really, you really think that she's been tougher than a house attack by a Sasquatch? Well, yeah, her you know her husband. That's died. true, and she, but she that's how she found faith in what's his name. <laughs> yeah, in good old what's his name, JC. Um, and I think she says something like, "Love is moving on," but I don't really know what that's all about. Uh-huh. So. Rick, who is our superhero at this point, what with the killing of the Sasquatch. I love, I love this scene, too, because Rick's like, obviously he's a novice when it comes to, uh, you know, healing. <laughs> novice is a very kind word to use. He has no idea yeah. what to do. <laughs> he takes uh, her out to, to uh, a tent. A tent, mind you. Yeah. Not, like a, not like a Native American tent. Not a no. teepee. It's just a tent. And he yeah. lays her down in there, and he ha- she has all the medicine there. And he's like, I don't know what to do. We should also we should also mention this is her yes, home. Yes, this is where she lives. Like, so this isn't just some tent. This is her I mean, home. It's, it's a nice tent. It's a nice tent. It, I don't know. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so he's struggling to find to find which, you know, magic herb to, to give mm-hmm. her. And, and conveniently enough, an arrow happens to fall over and point directly to a small bag. Thanks, Jesus. But, but doesn't at all tell him how to administer, you know, so he got that one right on his right. own. He, he did. Yeah. You know, he deserves he just, credit. He for just that. sprinkles her. Yeah. He just sprinkles her down with it. Like me, I'm thinking magic herb. Yeah. I would have shoved it in Absolutely. Mouth, yeah. Know? But he sprinkles it over her. He, he's working on an entirely different level at this point. I guess so. <laughs> Yahweh be praised. And it works. She gets healed like lickety split. Um, and, uh, in fact, she then starts referring to him by his new nickname, which is uh, my gentle warrior. Hmm. Yeah, I should also mention that this is the part of the movie where I actually kind of wanted to shut it off. You know, like I knew that I knew that we were at the end of the movie, and I still wanted to shut it off because really, all, all I knew is that the rest of the movie was going to be Rick and Tala, and I just couldn't fucking. Hear well, there it. isn't much to go. This is the last couple minutes of the no, movie. No, we're, we're literally in the last like minute and a half. They have a conversation about her leaving her life of. I guess she has to continue to hunt these creatures, and he needs to be yeah, able to tell it just, stories. It, and it goes back and forth, you know, like, at first he wants her to come with him, then, you know, then she's like, no, I gotta go hunt Sasquatch, which is, I guess, is a reasonable enough excuse to dump a guy. And then uh, and then he decides, oh, well, I'll give up my life and go with yeah, you. Yeah, that's what he does. He decides he's gonna give, he's not gonna give up storytelling. He'll still do that. No. But only in the context of joining her on her Sasquatch hunts. 
Yeah. And that's what that sets up Suburban, Suburban Sasquatch 2 at some point. Yeah. Then we've got a uh, we got a CGI hawk oh, coming at the oh, screen. That's my hawk noise. The end. Yeah. And that, but not the end, Mo. Not the end because we do have the closing credits. Oh jeez. There's the hawk. And now the greatest song. Yes, the closing credits has a song ever. And we're going to listen to a little bit of it here. <laughs> Sung, by the way, by Rick's grandmother, played by Loretta Wuskovich. We are people of spirit. <laughs> Don't laugh. I, I'm trying not to. It's so adorable. My favorite part. (laughs) I'm totally going to learn how to play this. I I can't even make out the lyrics. I don't even know what she's saying. Are you joining in, Mo? Huh? I'm trying trying to learn it. I want to learn it. When it first started playing, I was like, it sounds like uh, Jan Terry. I don't know if you know who that is, but uh, yeah. But you should look her up on YouTube. And the, the, it's uncanny, the sounds that are coming out of this woman's mouth. Why can't we keep that open mind? Why can't All right, I'll play the entire thing at the I end mean, of the it episode. is astounding. But, it's like just just sit, you know. Like when you listen to this episode, folks, just sit and find a quiet room, plug in your headphones, and just pay attention to what this woman is saying, because the lyrics in this song are so guano <laughs> that you will just you will fall in love with the song just listening to it. It is so. Insane. She's really throwing herself into that performance too. And she does, and she 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 does a bang up job. I, mean, I I you know like to me I think of this like outsider art, you know, and, and, and I'm I'm such a big fan. Like to me, like I mean this is this is like Daniel Johnston right. to me. You know? Right, <laughs> this is fucking genius. <laughs> I love that they. It's a very sincere song too, which is another. Yeah, it is. It's very. I mean, she's. I mean, just just taking it a hundred percent serious. You know, putting putting their all into it and just loving it. Oh, and the credits end with Bigfoot is real on the screen. <laughs> uh, I don't know if the Bigfoot in this film is the one that uh, most people would think of. Uh, it wouldn't be the one from In Search Of. Uh, it's not the one from the Tenacious D song. Uh, it's it's um, <laughs> it's a very unique Bigfoot. Sasquatch is my daddy and I want to pretend. <laughs> Scientists have proven that the Sasquatch he is real. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Suburban Sasquatch from 2004. I let's clap it. We give it the clap. We give it four claps out of four. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that one. Like, I don't know. I don't know if that necessarily tops Las Vegas Bloodbath, but I think it's a very close second. The thing about Las Vegas Bloodbath, and someone pointed this out on Twitter recently, is that it's an incredibly nasty movie if you take it at all seriously. Oh, yeah. uh, and sure. it's it even though it's 
you can tell in that case as well that there are humorous elements. It's supposed to be nasty. This movie, Suburban Sasquatch, is is goofy even when it's played seriously. Uh, yeah. and it's like it never really reaches a a point where you're like, ooh, I don't like the idea of, of these women being uh, assaulted. Which I never like the idea of that. But in, in that, m- m- you can never take it too seriously in that movie. In this case, it's like, oh yeah, their arms are getting ripped off, and he's beating them with it, and yeah, it, it's always fun. Yeah, it's a fun movie. The suburban Sasquatch. It really is. It really is a ridiculously fun movie. Everyone should go out and get. All right. I, I, you know what, I, you know, I, I'm not normally the type of person who would say everyone should, but I think in this particular case, I think everyone should go and, and watch this, especially anybody who would be listening to this show. Like if you're, if you're listening to this show, then you know what the deal is. And you know that if we say a movie's fucking great, you're going to fucking love it. I should mention, by the way, and I've mentioned this on previous episodes where, where, where there may, <laughs> that I shouldn't swear so much. Yeah, Mo, stop it with the gutter language. Sorry. Uh, I have a signed copy of Suburban Sasquatch by Dave Waskovich, uh, that we, we... You know, I wasn't jealous before, but I am See? actually jealous now. now everyone knows yeah. what I'm talking about. And now that we've talked yeah. about it, maybe I should give it away at some point. <laughs> um, we're, we're running a little long here, Mo, but uh, if, if someone did want to contact us and maybe just yell at us to give them a free copy of, of this movie, what would be a good way for them to do that? Well, well there are many... Squeak. Uh, I... Sorry. <laughs> let me say that, let me say that again without the chair squeak. <laughs> there there are many. Uh, the uh, the best way I would think would be on Facebook. You could contact us. It's facebook.com slash no budget nightmares. One mm-hmm. word. Um, you could contact either of either of us personally on Twitter. Uh, if they wanted to, I am at drunk on VHS. I am at Doug underscore Tilly. That's T I L L E Y. Yes, you are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, or, you know, if they want, they can email Mm -hmm. us. And they could either email email us at nobudgetnightmares at dailygrindhouse.com. Yeah. Or the better email. (laughs) Uh, No, or or they could contact us at... uh, no budget nightmares DG as in David oh, Grindhouse. Okay. At, at G <laughs> at gmail.com. Tala <laughs> Um Yeah, it's uh you could email us. Uh you don't have to because Tala! you don't want to. I know you're listening to this. Tala! I know some people have intentionally not emailed us because we've made a big deal out of it. Uh and that's mm. not funny. So don't do that. It's not funny so at stop all. Stop being like that. I mean we did we you know, I mean we did get one email. We're not gonna talk about that crazy email that we received. It is kind of a crazy email, but I mean, you know, I mean, it was sort of inspirational. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> in, in in the weird in a weird sort if of. If you're way. listening to this and was the uh, author of that email, please uh, explain to us what that was all about, um, because it yeah it was weird uh, and um, you have to understand. Well, it's just one of those. It's just one of those things that, that like we don't know whether or not to take it seriously, or if somebody's going to like jump out from behind a bush and be like, "Gotcha." Yeah. It was very cryptic, you know? and we're being rather yeah. cryptic in describing it. But yeah, so we've received an email. Let's uh, let's get more, uh, maybe. But let's let's have them be from people who are not creeping us out. <laughs> I'd be less creeped out about it if if. Like, like the person didn't just appear from out of nowhere and email yeah. us, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I mean, like we, you, between you and I, we have many, many, many friends on on Twitter, and you know, 
Like it would it would make sense like if one of them were to write We've us. We've made some enemies, Mel. We have. We have an enemies. enemies list, and sometimes you have to be a little bit careful with the correspondence exactly. because you don't know which one might be one of our enemies. Exactly. You know. And I don't. I don't want somebody to be able to be like, "Hey, this is him talking crap about me on on their." I'm show. not a warrior, Mo. I'm a storyteller. So I don't have the ability to defend myself in situations like this. But anyway, please converse with us. We love people. We love reaction. And we love feedback. Even if it's negative feedback, we'll tell you to shut the fuck up. But it's good to get it. Yeah. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, Mo, have you seen any movies lately? Let's, you know, we're we're, we're Oh, I know. It. Just long. say it. Let's just... So, so there's one movie that you and I have both watched that I know we wanted to talk about, and that is Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Okay. All right, good. <laughs> See everyone yeah. next time. <laughs> next week. Yeah. yeah, no, I saw that movie. Uh, my wife actually wanted to see it. So uh, since that's wow. such a rare thing to occur, I went, uh, I went and saw it in 3D uh, at that. I actually, uh, I actually wasn't going to see it at all. Um, but a buddy of mine kind of called me during the day and he's like, Hey, we're going to go see vampire hunter, you know, or Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter. Uh, d- do you want to come? And I'm like, Whoa, I'm actually being asked if I wanted to come to the movies. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll go. Um, you know, we just made an evening of it and, uh, and it was way more fun than I was expecting. I think your expectations have to be, uh, sufficiently altered going into it. Uh, your expectations have to be, yeah, nil. they really do. Now it is yeah. a fun movie. And there are a lot of really fun scenes. I didn't like it as much as you liked it, Mo. Um, I thought it was... Uh, I thought when it really ramped up the silliness in the last half hour or so that it got really fun. Uh, oh, without a doubt. Yeah, the end of the movie is without a doubt the best. I'll also film. say that the lead, uh, Benjamin Walker as Abraham Lincoln, is really good. Like, he, he's way better. Fantastic. He's way better Fantastic. than you would think he would be in this yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't even know who that guy was. Like, I, didn't, I mean, like, I don't know if... I don't, I don't even know if I've seen him in other things, but... You know, but he did a damn fine job, as Abraham Lincoln. My only, my biggest complaint, being a fan of the book, is that the movie had nothing to do. with Well, it. I mean, it's I'm not going to try to pronounce uh, Timur's uh, last name, but the director, his previous film, wanted uh, that it's an adaptation of a comic, and that has almost nothing to do with the comic as well. Mm. You know, but I mean, I think I. But this is one of those rare situations where, you know, where they take a property, base it, quote-unquote, base it off of a book, you know, and the two stand alone incredibly well and are both interesting enough to make me want to, you know, to be involved with either one. I will say that uh, one of the support... The book was better, though. (laughs) The book was better? The book was definitely uh, One of the supporting players is uh, played by Jimmy Simpson, who's um, one of the McPoyles on uh, It's Always Sunny in yeah, Philadelphia. Yeah. And that's, yeah. He's great, but... Uh... Oh, he was so great. <laughs> um, actually, uh, and the, the the woman who plays Mary Todd is the woman who played uh, uh, Ramona Flowers. Right. Mar- in Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah, so uh, so of course one of my friends has to be... So it's like, so when does Abraham Lincoln have to fight her seven evil exes? No, not funny. I was going to leave the silence just to. Oh, okay. Is that is that the part where the audience is supposed <laughs> to? <laughs> oh, your friend, did quite a knee slapper. Um, <laughs> I, I, I it was good. Funny. It's all right. She also starred in the remake of the thing, which I still haven't seen. Um, not I the remake, I guess. So that's that's prequel why. I that, slash remake. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. Because I have a moral objection to it. <laughs> <laughs> Bigfoot is. Real. I did watch a good docu. I did watch a pretty good documentary. All though. right, we're going long. Let's hear it. Uh, 
Well, might yeah. as well. Um, I, you know, because I don't know if anybody knows this or not, but I'm, I, you know, I'm a, a bit of a photographer, uh-huh. you know, uh, or at least at the very least a photography buff, right. you know. So, so I watched a, uh, I watched that documentary, The Woodmans, about uh, the family of Francesca Woodman. Okay. Um, and she was sort of a, I mean, like she was a little more famous after, cause she killed herself and she was a little more famous. She got a little bit more famous after she died than, than when she was still alive. But her photography is, I mean, astoundingly good, you know, like for, for a girl of her age, like she started when she was like 14 and just, and just like, she had like, uh, like a level of, you know, uh, aptitude for photography that like most professionals don't have, you know, and, uh, and it's, it's, it's a really interesting documentary. It's, it's really interesting to listen to her family who are all artists as well, you know, talk about like the whole process of creating art and, you know, and then talk about her daughter, you know, or their daughter. It's, it was good. Is I really it on Netflix? It. It's on Netflix. All right, people yeah. should check that out. Sounds like the, it's got the Mo seal of approval. It does. I mean, it might it, it might not be so interesting to people who are not necessarily into art or or specifically photography, but uh, I think people who you know who are will really. Mo, enjoy it. we love art around here. Everyone who listens to No Budget Nightmares enjoys art. They I do hope. every single last one of them. Uh, every single Mo, one. Mo, before we're done here, let's pimp where we can be found. Not just our uh, social networking thing, which we've already done, but if people want to hear more from you. Um, other podcasts, for instance, what would they be listening to? Oh, well, I mean, anybody who is subscribed to this show is also subscribed to my other show, um, which a new episode will be out probably around the same time this one drops, uh, and that's Drunk on VHS. <clears throat> and then also I do another show separately uh, with another Canadian. Sorry, Doug. Uh, <laughs> and that one's all about something weird. That's the Something Weird This Way Comes podcast, uh, which... We're going to be recording that again soon. I don't know. I don't know when that'll actually come out, though. Uh, and I actually got. A, I'm recording a guest spot um, for next week's uh, after movie diner. We uh, we're big fans of uh, John and uh, and the podcast from the after movie diner. And in fact, I recorded uh, a brief guest spot for his upcoming Evil Dead show, and I'm looking forward to hearing that. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, I think that's going to be an amazing show. He has uh, interviews with. A lot of the uh, the cast. He was he was telling me about that, and like he 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 told me about a couple of the like the secret uh, interviews that he got that he's not telling anybody about. You know, obviously, except for me because I'm awesome. But Why um, did you tell me about but, it? Yeah. Uh, well, because John knows that I don't have a big mouth like some Fuck people. Fuck you, John! You take my interview <laughs> off of the podcast. <laughs> uh, but all I can say is be excited because it's going to be. It's it's going to be. Amazing. I'm excited. I was already excited just to hear myself on it, yeah. but now I'm super excited. And and if hey and if uh, and if anybody happens to be in the New Haven, Connecticut area uh, this coming up Saturday the 14th, you know, come on down to Elm Bar and watch my band play, or stay home and watch Saturday the 14th. No, mm. don't don't do that. Go see Mo. Yeah, go see me play. <laughs> you know the the band's been doing really good, <laughs> really well, Mo. Anyway. <laughs> no. I said the band is doing good. Okay. I am doing all well. Right. Very good. <laughs> so I think that's all I have to say about that, Mo. Awesome. It's been a good show, man. I think man. it's good. I think people should go out and search out this uh, suburban Sasquatch. 
I can't say it enough. I, you know, I just can't say it enough. People should go out and find Suburban Sasquatch. I doubt it's a hard movie to find, you know? Right. Well, you know what? It's, it's, there are, you can find copies of it online. I can't remember if it's available. Uh, it's, not, it's not available on instant uh, Netflix, but uh, I think you might be able to get it on there. But, I mean, if you search it out, in fact, I think in my interview with Dave Waskovich, which you can find over at dailygrindhouse.com, just do a little search for it, uh, he might actually have uh, some hints in terms of uh, where you can go to find a copy of that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Pimpin' ain't easy. For you it mm, is. true. <laughs> Good night, everybody. All right, well, let's keep your pimp hands strong. <laughs> Good night.
podcast you're currently listening to is part of the Second Unit Podcast Network. Find all of our shows at 2upn.blogspot.com or on our Facebook under the Second Unit Podcast Network. Our fantastic list of shows include... Drunk on VHS. We came from the basement. The After Movie Diner. Something Weird This Way Comes. With Rue and Mo. No budget nightmares. And Dr. Action and the Kick-Ass Kid Commentaries. The Second Unit Podcast Network. Bringing you the action, leaving the boring stuff to the other guys. Oh my god, there's been a moonlight in Philip's pile up on the highway! (laughs) 